Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our podcast. Yeah, no, it's like super awkward because that's literally our most listened to episode. But, and like we were super tired when we recorded it. But like, yeah, the kid that was the guest on the episode, like, we had like this huge fallout and I don't even want to talk to him at this point. Oh, dude, we're li- do you um, want to talk? We're live. So I think you blocked on Instagram. Oh, do you want to no, talk yeah. about this? Live? We'll talk about this later. Did yeah. you live stream yourself blocking him? Uh, yeah, well, I just want everybody to know, like, they was real, you know? Like, Man, I just, you just I, gotta. I don't know. Dude, I, I, if people are toxic, you gotta get rid of those people, dude. Well, it's not just get rid of them, you gotta live stream yourself. Yeah, you have to let people know that you got yeah. rid of them. Oh, man. And with that, listeners, welcome to For Lack of a Title. I'm Ryan Hurd. I'm Levi Larson. And I'm Ethan Morin. This is our 62nd episode, if I'm correct. But for those of you who are listening for the first time, For Lack of a Title is a podcast where we discuss a wide variety of topics, um, you know, essentially aiming to learn more about those topics um, understand other people's perspectives and have similar conversations to those late night conversations that we tend to have with family members and friends um, about life so we hope you enjoy it um, before we get going any any announcements anything that we want to announce to our listeners I don't think so Ethan you got anything not really we just had a actually just had a massive jump in listens in uh, Portland, Oregon. So, if you're like coronavirus Quarantine. quarantinis listening to our podcast, we uh, we got the we got the hours for you to log. <laughs> we got hours for you to log. Yeah. Awesome. Well, today our episode is going to be about failure. Um, we were actually, I think, the first time we talked about this. And focusing just on this topic was last night, right? I don't think yeah. in all of our other planning sessions. And I feel like it's come up, but we've never really talked about it, though. In depth. Well, today we, we've decided to, and, um, you know, before we get going with questions, what is the relevance to, for our listeners? Levi, what do, you, what do you guys think on the topic of failure? Yeah, I mean, this topic was spurred on... <clears throat> By me. By, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to, like, speak for No, me. yeah, no, I, that's all right. <laughs> like, I, I didn't want to speak, right? Because we, we had plenty of optimism and pessimism, but then last week, which was on my mind last week, but then my optimism didn't really pan out. <laughs> so, so then failure was on my mind. So, so, no, I had applied, so I guess we're, we're kind of going to skip to the first question right now, but the background, at least for me for this episode, was I had applied for this internship um, to work on podcasts like is like at a bigger company who produces podcasts to be an intern there and I really wanted it and I didn't think they were even going to call me to begin with like I applied but didn't expect to hear back right but then they ended up calling me and I went for an interview and they liked me and they I had to they had me do this like little project thing and then I went for a second interview that went like really well and I was like I mean like I wasn't like 100% sure but I was fairly sure that I was like hey like they're probably gonna pick me like I felt really good about it right I was really optimistic and then um, when I heard back from them the next day, they basically said like, oh, we really like you. And they like gave me a ton of compliments. They're like, but we didn't pick you. And I was just like, what? And I, it was like failure. Like, it was just like, wow. Like I spent a lot of time like last week 
awake when I should have been asleep because <laughs> I was worrying about whether or not they were going to accept me or I was like thinking about like how can I prepare for the interview or like listening to their podcasts so that I knew what they were trying to do. And then when they called me and they were like, oh yeah, we didn't hire you. I was kind of like, wow, like I just spent so much time. Like I am so sleep deprived for nothing at this point. And I was like, I have to go to work tonight. Like I used two sick days in the past two weeks. Yeah, that really sucks. <laughs> and I was just like, and it was just like, wow, like, cause like I, I, I had like envisioned like, oh, like a change of plans. Like now, like here's what my summer's going to look like. And I was excited for it. I was like, I'm going to move. You know, I'm going to have like this new opportunity, like be in a new place. And then I was like, oh, well, it looks like I'm stuck in my current apartment for another few months and stuck with the same job for another few months, which I wasn't that excited about. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of hard. You know, some people would say after failures like that and other types of failures that, okay, you know, just forget about it. It's in the past. Look forward. Move on. But, you know, what's the benefit? Why is it important for us to look back on these situations and kind of you know, I don't know, try and either take something from it or, or look at it in a way that will help us in the long run. What, you know, what do you think, Ethan? I think, well, for me, I would say my first reaction was to be like, oh, you know what, it's okay, like, it's not a big deal. My first reaction was to act like I didn't really care that much. Right. And for, like, five minutes that worked, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's no big deal. And then after like five minutes, I was like, wow, you it's know what? This is a pretty big deal. And I'm pretty frustrated with this. And I think at that point, it's easy to be like, well, I'm not going to think about it. But I think for me, it's important you have a situation like this. Like, if I can't at least examine it and figure out maybe like what I could have done differently, then I don't learn anything from it. Yeah. Right? Like, if we fail and then we just run from our failures, then we're always going to be afraid of them. We're always going to be afraid of failure. Like, we're not going to learn how to accept our own failures, which I think you have to do because over the course of 24 years of my life, like I've failed plenty of times. Right. And if I can't handle, you know, if I can't bear that mentally, then how am I going to live for another 24, 24 years? Yeah. Hopefully. I like to think too, just in the, like terms of like the relevance of this topic and why it's important that we examine this in our own lives is that there's a lot of failure that happens in your 20s when you're in high when you're out of high school and in college trying to find a career in my opinion like you are in a situation where you're going to go through a lot of failures because you're trying to figure out what you want to do and that's a that's a process of trial and error and the reality is like you're never going to be able to escape failure in your life and our reaction to such is something that can either um like fuel us or at least like not slow us down or it could be something that really <clears throat> hinders us and makes it difficult for us to to want to continue going forward right um which which is important because even just like in college or trying to find a job apply applying to jobs like it's it's funny that that's the example that, that spurred this on but you are going to fail in more job applications than you will ever succeed in same thing with dating right like yeah statistically it'll only more than likely work out with one person right and everybody else is not going to work out with and so you you need to understand how to be comfortable with failure or at least like be okay with it and understand how to work with it right for sure so levi what about for you when was the time that you failed at something yeah um so this is one that i don't think i've ever discussed on a podcast 
But when I graduated from Western, came to USU, I was trying to get involved in several different programs. And one of the programs that I wanted to be a part of was the USU Ambassadors. And they had a pretty long application process. Sorry, yeah, good. They had a pretty long application process, and uh, okay. They had a pretty long application process, <laughs> and uh, like we had to send in videos. We had to write. I had to like write an essay. All this stuff. It's pretty extensive. I remember like you did it too, didn't you? No, I didn't even try. It was extensive, and then the final thing, you had to come to this, like, big, long interview day and get to, like, present, you had to, like, pitch a product or something, all this stuff, and they did, like, some group interviews, and I was really invested into it. It was going to get me a full-ride scholarship for two years, which is all I needed. Um, it was supposed to be a good way for me to integrate socially, and I, I spent a lot of time prepping for this, and talking to people, calling people, trying to figure out, you know, how can I make the best impression? And didn't make it. And I felt, I remember walking through that interview feeling like, wow, I, I outperformed most of these people. Um, and I just, once again, like you said, I felt super confident and then didn't make it. And I think what was so particularly difficult for me about that, ex that experience was it made me doubt my ability to do anything else. I had applied to Huntsman Scholars. Um, I had just gotten done at a community college where I had been like the student body president and an ambassador and blah, 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 right? All these things. But all of a sudden, like all my past achievements meant nothing because I didn't become an ambassador. And then for some reason, looking forward, I just felt like I'm not going to get into anything. Like I'm going to get no scholarships. Like what's the point of applying to scholarships? And it really kind of wrecked my ability to, to look forward. Right. You know, I, I find it interesting looking back through various failures in my life. I, you know, I'm positive that each time I, I reacted or responded to those failures a little differently, but more or less the same way. And, you know, I think one thing as we've planned this and as we talk about these various examples and um, our experience with failures, it's interesting to, to see and understand, you know, really how how our responses determine either what we don't take from a failure, what we can take from a failure, or, you know, just kind of, and I was going to say, or taking nothing at all, which would be what I said at first, but, you know, again, how failures can be used for our ultimate growth or not, right? Because it, I, I haven't always looked at it like that, right? I haven't always looked at failures as something that you can take these, take things from, you can learn from, you can build off of, but, um, you know, for you guys, as you've experienced more of these failures, what, and I guess maybe I should ask this, when was the time you guys failed and you learned something from that experience? Levi, what do you think? So, I will say this, um, it's really easy to, hindsight is twenty twenty. it was very easy for me to look back and be like, oh man, I had all these failures and I grew in all these ways and... It's like breakups, for example. It's so easy to be like, well, that breakup needed to happen. Needed to, and we yeah. learned so much from each other. Like, uh, that's hindsight. Like, it sucked in the moment. And it sucked. Like, most failures suck in the moment. And I, I don't know that I can pinpoint a specific failure where in the moment I felt like I gained something. Um, but as I continue forward and I'm able to reanalyze kind of 
the process that I went through, um, then maybe I can identify what I learned. Um, and sometimes it's big things and sometimes it's a small thing. A prime example of something that just happened to me, speaking of us getting turned down for jobs, I applied for a job. I've been applying for like 50 jobs this summer. I just need an internship for the love of all that's good in this world. And I felt like I had a fantastic resume. Like I have top-notch companies that I've worked for. It was just it was stupid. And I finally got an, an interview with this company last week. And the first thing the guy did when we sat down was hand me a resume. He was like, you spelled extracurricular long, wrong in the, the heading of your resume. And I was like, what? And I forgot the, I can't like the U in extracurricular or something. Like it was just so blatant. And then all of a sudden I realized like, oh my gosh, I don't know if that's the reason why, but a lot of these people that didn't call me back probably didn't call me back because I had a freaking obvious spelling error in my resume. And what was interesting for me through that experience is I learned like, A, okay, I need to spend more time on my resumes and like I, I've always sucked at spelling, but B, the whole summer I had been like, nobody's hiring me because I just suck. Like, so what if I got a triple major? So what if I work for one of the top investment banks? Like, so what if I have all this experience? I just, I just must suck and nobody wants to hire me. Um, and then when I learned that small piece of knowledge, like you misspell the obvious word on your resume, then I realized, oh, you know, maybe this says nothing about who I am as a person. It just says something about my situation. Um, and oftentimes I think we end up equating our situation to like who we are as a person. Like we project that onto our value individually. Um, and so I, I think I learn more and more about how to understand my personal value as I go through failure, but it's always after some time. Right. Yeah. Ethan, what about you? When you failed at something, but you, you learned from it. That's a good question. I feel like I had something I said last night, but I can't remember what it was. But the closest thing that I can say is... Well, not the closest thing, but the one thing that comes to my mind is... Um, when I was trucking, when I was learning to drive a truck, then I finally got a job. And then I ended up quitting that job pretty quickly because I thought I had another job, but then that didn't work out. And then, like, I haven't been driving in a long time. And, like, I think as recently as, like... The last two months, people have asked me, like, oh, like, how's driving trucks? And it's like, oh, I haven't literally done this since, like, May. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's, like, weird to tell people that. But, and so, like, you know, and so it, it didn't necessarily, for me, in some ways, it didn't feel like a failure. But then moving on from it kind of felt like a failure. But I, I realized, like, looking back, like, you know, I learned how to do something that was really difficult that I had, like, there's no reason that I should have learned how to do that. But I decided I wanted to do it and so I learned how to do it and so at least if nothing else I can look at that and say like well look I set a goal for myself to learn to drive a truck and I got a job driving a truck and even though that didn't last long like it was my fault it didn't last long right like it's not like they fired me right. and for me I learned that like for what it's worth like I know that I can do something really difficult I have to, if I have to do that you know like if I am forced into a situation where I have to learn a new skill completely new skill to be able to provide for myself like, I'm capable of doing that, right? Right. And for me, that was fairly empowering. Like, it was like, you know what? Like, just because I, just because school didn't work out the way I wanted it to, and I wasn't sure what to do, didn't mean that there, I, there was no value, right? Like, I was like, you know what? I do have something to offer. Because if I need to drive a truck, I can drive a truck. And if I need to do something else, 
Yeah, who knows if I can do, yeah. if I have to. So I have the notes from last night, and I think it's worth mentioning what example you shared last night. You refer back to the internship that you just recently didn't get accepted to, and you talked about learning this program called Audacity to do some editing for podcasts. But you also said that you learned the concept of, you know, sometimes we put in work, it doesn't work out, and we have to accept that. We can't, like, hold on to that or whatever. Would you, you know, would you like to elaborate there a little bit more? Yeah, no, for sure. I was, I thought about talking about that, but I didn't want to just like rail on this whole internship thing all the whole episode. But, uh, no, I definitely had, a. sorry, I just, no, I just had this, uh, what was I going to say? The internship. No, yeah, the internship. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. With words? Yeah, with words. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to say it with words, with English words. Um, after I had been turned down and everything, like I said, I was super sleep. I was exhausted because I had barely slept all week. And so I was left sitting there and I was like, well, now I still have to go to work tonight and next week and the week after that. And I like slept like three hours in like three days. And I was like, all that sleep I lost was for nothing. Like there's, it does nothing for me at this point. Like I thought it was going to get me somewhere. I thought I was making these sacrifices for a reason. And now... I made all these sacrifices to only be short on sleep. And for me, I was just like, this literally did nothing for me. Like, all this did was cost me sick days that I could have used if I was actually sick or if I wanted to do something else and I had... Yeah. And, like, now I have that time is gone. Like, and it's just like, wow, I put all this work into getting this internship and, like, it wasn't enough. Right. And now, what is what do I do with this? Now if you get the coronavirus, you literally just have to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I kind of want to expand on that because I feel like um, the automatic response to any kind of failure, especially something that you invest yourself in, is to just feel like I, it's it's not just despair, but it's it's just like an immense amount of self-doubt. Well, it's kind of like, because part of it is like, I felt like I deserved it, right? Like yeah. part of it was like, look, like I had... Like, in some ways, like, yeah, like, my resume didn't look that great, but I was like, look, like, I've been podcast, I've been working on my own podcast, doing a lot of it for, like, a year and a half. Like, I've worked my butt off on our own podcast. Yeah. And, like, like, I guarantee, I mean, I can't guarantee, right? But, like, I, I'd be willing to bet that I had more podcast-specific experience than any other candidate that applied for that. Yeah. Um, and so, like, it's easy for me to be like, I deserve that. Like, I didn't deserve to get turned down. You know what I mean? And I think when we work that hard for something it's really easy for us to say, like, well, that's what I, I deserve to get it. Like, it's what I deserve. And so then when we get, when we don't get the result we're hoping for, it's really easy for us to say, well, this isn't what I deserve. Like, this isn't fair. So, I guess here's my question to that. Do you think that that's worth the mental energy? To think that? Like, because I, I think anytime, anytime I've ever gone to an interview and walked away and not gotten it, like, I think I tend to expend a lot of energy, like, trying to justify why I deserved it. Or anytime, like, when I didn't get Outstanding Graduate of Western, I mean, I remember in my brain spending, like, a long period of time going through my accomplishments, and the the girl that got it, going through hers and being like, frick, she had a short list, right? But, like, at the end of the day, like, I want to say that it's almost not good for us. Like, we have to teach ourselves to not do that. Yeah. Because I think it just makes dealing with failure more difficult. 
like dwelling on dwelling on why your failure should have been a success does nothing to change your future and all it does is make you focus in on the past and it's not easy like I'm not gonna pretend like it's easy to, to you know to do that but I think that's one key thing for us to remember as you face more failure in the future is look you would just have to accept the outcome mm-hmm. and and part of accepting the outcome is just recognizing like look, this outcome, I said this earlier, like, this outcome says nothing about me as a person, right? Like, you didn't get a podcasting internship, but, like, you're still a good podcaster, right? I, I wasn't chosen as outstanding graduate Western, but what did that actually say about the things that I'd already accomplished? Absolutely nothing. But when you dwell on those things, then it makes it much more difficult to, A, identify your value, and B, continue forward in the future, well, that's one thing that I was thinking about, just this concept of downplaying our failures. And I think there there is a purpose for it, um, and, you know, phrase it however you want. But in terms of looking back at the failures, I think, you know, it does nothing for you, and it almost takes away when you try and downplay something or justify why you felt you deserved it or entitled to this or that. And, and you know, and so there should be no downplaying looking back on it. However, I think it's important for people to you know, maybe downplay, so to speak, the potential impact it has on your future, right? So it's yeah. not crippling, you yeah. know, because we, we can't, you know, walk away from these failures thinking that, oh my gosh, like I failed at this, I can never apply or, you know, attempt to do something like this again for the rest of my life because I've just failed, like it's a one and done yeah. thing. Um, and, and, and so again, you know, I, I think there is, there is a purpose for that downplaying its impact and stuff and, and figuring it out. But, you know, in mixing those two things, it can be very easy to get it backwards. And then, you know, it kind of sets this, this negative precedent for future failures that you won't be able to handle. Yeah. Well, I think we're, this might not be obvious, but in some ways we're walking a fine line because personally, I believe there is value to recognizing and understanding failure. In for life. sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I appreciate most was coaches in high school who would sit us down after a really tough loss in football or soccer and just be like, yeah, like we, we got outplayed. Like we were not better than them and we lost. And sometimes in society, I think we get so focused on, you know, let's, let's not dwell on failure or let's just pretend that failure doesn't exist. Um, it's like this participate like like you deserve something because you participate that uh, we do ourselves a disservice because we've ceased to understand how to deal with fa- failure in a positive manner such that it builds us up right. and sometimes like those were some of the more empowering moments in high school sports um, and I know that's just like the epitome of, of failure in life is not winning in high school sports <laughs> but but really like right. th- I remember really empowering moments where we would lose a key. It, particularly in soccer, we would lo- lose a key match, and the way that the coaches motivate us was not pretending that the failure didn't exist. It, it was recognizing it and and openly saying, like, "Look, you were not better than them, right?" And sometimes he would sit us down and be like, "Look, you got wrecked by this player, right?" Maybe they wouldn't say it like that, but like, you really need to work on X, Y, and Z things, um, because we live in a society and we live in a world where like you are going to fail. Um, and so I, just, I wanted to point that out. Like, we are right. walking a fine line. I don't think life is about pretending like failure doesn't exist. Right. Um, it does exist, and we should be willing to confront it. But confronting failure 
and and learning how to move on from it quickly does not mean that you just like pretend that you like there aren't things that you can learn. Right. And and even like like with my situation, um, it makes me or in what you just said it makes me think of not even high school. This is straight up little league football. Oh, oh when we sure. lost this game, <laughs> when we lost this game because of the referees had like missed a call that we and like we should have won the game, but they they like thought their running back was down before he was. But anyways, like especially when you have these situations where you feel like you deserve something, and you didn't get it. It's easy to like justify that mm-hmm. and to be like, you know what? Well, I deserved it. And like, for me, I think, and like it's easy, and I feel like it's like we don't want to admit that, like you know what, like, like it just hurts to admit that we didn't get it right or that our work was that we put in work for no reason. But I think it's important to realize, like, look, like it might might be true, like maybe I did deserve it, but like guess what? That doesn't mean that I was also perfect, right? Like, there's still probably ways that I could have improved. And I think if we're too quick to just like justify ourselves and say like, oh, well, like I'm just not going to count this because it was their mistake, like somebody else messed this up, like we don't give ourselves the opportunity to look for like, well, how could I have done better? Like maybe I, maybe I did this, did really good, but like there's still something better I could have done. Or like maybe there's some way I can actually look at this and say like, well, where can I still improve to be better the next time? And so I think like going off what you guys both said, like, at some point, you have to acknowledge, like... Because I remember when after we lost this football game, I remember, like... It was crazy. It was, like... It was raining. Like, this was, like, out of a movie, dude. I mean, we had, like... It was, like, raining, pouring, and then, like, lightning and stuff. Off of the movie. And these, dude, no, I kid you not. We And then, I'm, dude, I, I will never forget the play that we ran. It was, like, 22 wedge. And then... Oh, and I, I, the kid who ran the ball, man, he, like, had this amazing run. And they thought he was down, but, like, Got he wasn't. Rico Our whole team was crying, dude. Like, I'm not kidding. Our whole team was crying. <laughs> a massive crying. After the game, after the game, our coach was like, "Go under the trees," and so we're like hanging out under these trees to stay dry, like all balls. <laughs> and I was just like so distraught. <laughs> but my dad, and I remember like talking to my family. I was like, "We won that game." My dad was like, "No, you didn't. You lost." Oh. <laughs> and like, because I was like, "We deserve to win, right?" I was like, "Look, like we won that game. Like the refs are the reason we lost. Like we won." And my dad was like, "Well, like it's it's a lie. You, you lost that game. Like you might feel like you won, but like guess what?" Maybe you deserve to win, but you still lost. Like, that still shows yeah. up as, a, as an L in the win-loss column. Yeah. And, like, you have to accept that. Like, guess what? Sometimes somebody else might make a mistake that results in you failing. And you can't treat that like it's, like it's a success. Like, we have to be able to come to terms with, like, guess what? Like, this is a... I lost right here. Right. And the question is, what am I going to do about it? I mean, like you said, we can't let that affect our future, you know, more than it should. But, like, you have to respond to it somehow, you know? For sure. Well, I think one of the most difficult things for me after a key failure is that I lose the willingness to try in in a lot of things. And you talk about like reevaluating and seeing how you can improve. It's it's one thing to say like you should reevaluate how you can improve after you fail, but the the reality is, anytime you fail at something, you're you're just going to lose the motivation to keep trying. Yeah. And for me, one of the best ways to overcome like that and and just kind of like put that failure behind me is to just keep trying and I think that's really common for me in applications like every year when it comes time for summer internships you have to apply to a lot of places and there are a ton of places that tell you no but you know what like if somebody tells you no and you really wanted that job the best thing you can do for yourself is just keep on trying and I think it's actually similar to other things You, you look at like people who set like weight loss goals for new year's resolutions if 
if it doesn't work at first, or maybe it's not coming as quickly as they want, your immediate reaction is like, well, there's no use in trying. But you just have to keep on trying. Yeah. And and I think that's really a key thing for people to remember is it, it will also help you forget, I think. Like, it'll help you put it behind you mentally, and, and it ceases to become something vital. Because if you're not trying, then I think you end up just sitting there and dwelling on it forever. Yeah, you're going to think about it. And that's when it becomes, like, really toxic. Yeah. So, in, in the spirit of, you know, looking at things honestly, right, and, and considering this concept of continually trying and that effort preceding maybe the failures, and we keep trying, in your guys' opinions, when you work hard and fail at something... Was all of that work that preceded that failure worth anything? Or was it for nothing, rather? That's a deep question. I feel like, but and maybe this is just me wanting things to be okay, but I feel like you can't say that it wasn't worth anything. Like, I feel like if I apply myself that much to something, just because it doesn't end turn out the way I wanted it to, doesn't mean that it was all for nothing. Like, I think there's still something to be said for, like, for working hard and for making sacrifices. And, you know, there's, I mean, you'll never be able to guarantee that you'll get the result that you want. And if you can, then you're probably not doing it right. Like, if you're not taking those risks, um, you're never going to get anywhere. And I think learning to do that and not being afraid to do that, I think there's always going to be something you can learn from. Um, And if nothing else, at least you can look back, like with my experience... I can look back and be like, well, you know what, like, at least I can say, like, there's nothing I, where I was looking back on this, like, that that process of applying for this internship, and where I could be like, you know, I, w- I wish I would have done that, or I wish I would have done this, like, I was like, you know, at least I did everything that I could, like, there's, I don't have any regrets about my personal effort, right, and so at least I have that peace of mind, where I don't have to worry about, like, geez, well, I thought about doing this, but I just didn't, because I was lazy, like, at least I can say, you know what, I did everything I possibly could have done, so I don't need to worry about that. So even that, that level of peace of mind, I think, is worth something. Yeah. Levi, what do you think? So I think what's interesting about this question is it's it's dependent upon your mentality going into the thing that you can either succeed or fail at. Mm-hmm. And, and if, you know, the only thing that gives you value is success in a certain project or, you know, goal, if it's like, if it's winning that gives you value, then yes, it will be worth nothing if you fail. No matter True. how much effort you put in. And maybe after you fail, you can reevaluate and then you can gain some value after your work. But I think that's an important concept to remember is when you, you, you have to look at things holistically. Like I think about, uh, was it football or senior year? Who did we lose to our senior year? Douglas. Oh. This is this is terrible that we're. Uh, yeah. Oh no, pal! It was pal. Yeah. This is yeah. we beat Douglas. We're using football at the high school athletics as our. From Pee Wee to to. Yeah. Hey, most people most people can relate to it though. Yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I remember our final game, the playoff game. But like we lost, and then oh, no, I remember it. And like it sucked because we wanted to go to state, and it was terrible. And then like going back into the locker room. And then everybody just started crying. Like, literally everybody started crying, and they started hugging each other. And then everybody... Except for Ryan, dude. I Ryan was, was not crying. No, Ryan was, like, crying. Ryan was just, just like, still... <laughs> like, Ryan was like, bro, I gave up on you guys, like, two months ago. I was concussed. I wasn't playing. And I asked one of my friends. He was a fellow senior. I was all like, 
I always had stupid jokes, right? So I <laughs> on the bus ride home, I asked him like, "Yo, have you ever cried in your life?" He's all like, "I literally just did." I was like, "Too soon." <laughs> but anyways, well, no, like, okay, I have to say this. Not only were all these like high school football kids, like some of us were d bags, <laughs> crying everything, but then all of a sudden we all started saying "I love you" to each other. Do you remember that? Like everybody was like, "Oh man, I love you!" Like it was just so hilarious the switch all these guys but the failure sucked in that moment but I think the value that a lot of us got out of that and the reason why the work wasn't worth nothing was because the friendship was something that was really important to that and that's why people all of a sudden started saying like hey I love you man like thank you for the season and and it was I think it was in a subconscious way of extracting value from experience even though the outcome was one of failure and it was because we had begun to value the friendship and the camaraderie that we built up through the season. And, and like, anything where you work hard together and, like, you sweat, blood, and tears, like, you know. <laughs> but you, you start to gain that value. And so I think that's partially why when we lost, like, it sucked for a little bit. But then immediately we were like, you know what, it sucked, but I got to play with Brian Hurd and Ethan Moran, <laughs> you know. Uh, and... When I think about when I didn't get, like, outstanding graduate at Western Wyoming Community College, the only thing that mattered to me was the outcome. Yeah. Literally. Like, I just wanted the accolade. And that's why, at the end of the day, when I didn't get it, it took me a lot longer to recover from that because I it took me more time to switch perspective and realize, so what if I didn't get the title? Also, who gives a crap if you were outstanding graduate at a community college, let's be honest. Right. Um, but I had to make that mentality mentality switch. So it's it's not worth it. It will not be worth it if your only goal is the outcome. But I think it will be if if you begin to value the process and understand that. Yeah. So I think that you know segues perfectly into our next question um, of how we or, or what we define ourselves by, right? You know, Levi, you introduced this concept that you know if we're just focused on the end result. Uh, be it success or failure, that's how we define ourselves, and that will determine how we feel about our, our, our effort, all of our work, all the time that we put into that one thing. So, so I'm curious for you two individually. Ethan, what do you define yourself by in terms of you know, pursuing objectives that you either succeed or fail in? And has it um, changed, maybe? That, you know, has it no, changed throughout your life? it's definitely changed throughout my life because I think I've failed enough times where I can no longer define myself by my successes. And is that what you initially define yourself by, though? That I don't result? know if I ever did, but <laughs> but at some point I realized, like, you know what? Like, I have failed enough in different areas of my life <laughs> that I'm not fooled. Like, I can't kid myself. Like, even if I can fool others, like, I'm not going to walk around acting like I'm something that I'm not because <laughs> I have I've made mistakes and, like, I've failed things and, like, I'm no, I'm no example of academic success or anything else, right? Like, I've had success, but it hasn't been, like, only success, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think at some point I had realized, like, well, you know what, like, I have to find something else that about me that's valuable, and, like, it's my work ethic, like, that I'll do my best, or, like, maybe it's the fact that, like, look, I might fail some classes in school, but it's because I'm not here just to pass a class, I'm here to actually learn something. And so, um, you know, Part of it has been me like recognizing like why am I here and what's my what are my actual goals, and if I don't live up to somebody else's expectations, that doesn't mean I don't live up to my own. Um, but I, but going off with something we were saying earlier, 
like after we fail, it's easy to think like, oh, I'm just gonna stop trying. I think Levi said that. And it's easy for us to think, oh, I'm never gonna try this again. But it's interesting because like, what, what else are you gonna do, right? Like after you fail, like you have to keep going. But right. the same thing is true on the other side of the coin. Like after you succeed, like you still have the rest of your life you have to live. It's not like you like get the job and then you never have to work at anything for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Right. And I think sometimes we think, when we fail, we think like, oh, there's no point in continuing forward. But then sometimes when we think of success, we think like, well, once I succeed, I'll, I'll be there. Like once I arrive, I'll be there. I don't have to do work to do anything else. But like once you succeed, like you, you still have to continue to move forward. And I think, think sometimes we forget about that. Mm. Like sometimes you get to where you want to be and you realize like, oh, wow, like, I still have a lot, of, lot to do that I didn't realize is out there. And so I think it's important to remember that, like, look, whether, at the, whether you're at the top of a hill or climbing a hill or going down the hill, like, there's going to be something else that comes next in life. And we can't define ourselves off of one failure or one success or one accomplishment, you know? Mm-hmm. You might accomplish something really great, but, like, if you are the rest of your life 30, 40, 50 years and you never do anything else, like, people are going to forget it. Right. I think the important thing to remember about this is that if you want to be able to have good reaction to your failures, then you should also have good reaction to your successes. Yeah. You know? And and I think it also... How you deal with success, ironically, will probably also determine how you react or deal with failure. So, for example... If I define myself solely based off of my accomplishments and my successes, then it's going to be particularly hard for me if I fail, right? And that's where, Ryan, you talk about self-value, that comes into play. As an individual, I am somebody that has historically always extracted my value from my accolades. That's it. Like, I'm, that's the only thing that matters to me. And that's why failure, I think, can be particularly hard for me. And... That's, I've started to switch things, and interestingly enough, that has come just with marriage. Like, I've started to realize that I care more about, like, having a job where I can spend time with Jesslyn and enjoy a life with Jesslyn than I do having a job that has a cool title or a bunch of money. And I've had to kind of reframe things in that sense. But if, if you want to really learn how to deal with your failure in an, an effective way and not let it affect you as much, then you need to learn how to deal with your successes and stop pretending like what defines you are your accolades. There, there could be other things that can define you. And that, I think, is one of the hardest things to do. Like in this whole episode we've talked about, I think it's far harder to define yourself, not define yourself by your successes than it is to recover from failure. And why? Why is that? Well, I think... You need to understand, like, it, it, there's self-discovery. It requires a lot of introspection. And it requires you to... I don't know, I think... I think it requires you to understand, like, you have to define what's important to you. And you have to define what you enjoy or what, like, what you love in life. And that's a process. And I think it's just this, like, easy way for us to say that what defines me is are the titles that I have I know that's not a great answer but well I think especially why it's so easy for us to define ourselves by like our accomplishments or like accolades is because those are things that other people see and other people recognize and like when you receive that there's people there that watch you receive that and people make a big deal Mm -hmm. out of it and so at that point it's not you self-affirming 
it's not like you reaffirming yourself, but like you're getting that affirmation from everybody around you. And that's really powerful. Like yeah. it's real. I mean, it's what are you going to do? Be like, Oh, I no, 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 no. Like don't, don't praise me. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, right, everybody wants right. to be praised. And, sure. and when you feel that, like that's going to be something that really affects you. And if you can't learn to, to do well without that, then you're in for well, trouble. And I would almost argue as well. It's not even just that like, you should learn how to def- not define yourself by your successes, but you should also not learn how to define others by their successes and yeah. failures. Like, like if I, in my friend group, solely praise my friends based off of their successes, then I'm probably going to mirror that same attitude in my life. I actually remember, so, like the day before your internship, we were freaking out about like, we're going to go get dinner when you get this internship. And in the back of my head, I was like, what if he doesn't get the internship? Like, then we're not going to go get dinner. And, and part of me was like, <laughs> he's probably not going to want to go to dinner. But like, I was like, well, no, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like we should want to go to dinner just because of the process, which maybe that sounds kind of silly in and of itself, but something seemed off to me in that, in, in that sense. And I think it's because you have to be cautious about defining others by their successes. Cause that, that will subconsciously leak into your life. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, I was going to say, Ethan, I, I feel like you hit you hit the nail on the head, right? Because, you know, I was just going to say, it sounds like both of you guys initially started out in your lives focusing on the results, the successes, failures, you know, the product of your work. And I feel like everyone is like that. And I think, right. Ethan, like you said, it's because people recognize others for what they've done, what they've accomplished, and that's how they're reinforced. And, and so I guess my, you know, a little quick interjection, interjectory question is... Um, you know, how do we, how do we start to reverse that? Or is it such a widespread global problem that it's, it's just, we start in our own circles that, that process of not identifying, like Levi said, other people by their success and failures. Like, is that the answer? Is there something more we can do? Or is it just so widespread that like kids are going to grow up learning that like, this is how they're defined. This is what they value. But then when they hit that self-discovery, they realize like, Hey, if I fell, I'm not like this worthless person you know, is it, is it just a cycle that will continue, or... One experience I had that I was just thinking about, to maybe tie into this a little bit, was when I was on my mission, and we've, we've, I've talked about this a little bit, but, like, I didn't see a lot of success, quote-unquote, like, as far as numbers that, like, missionaries think about in terms of success. Right. Um, and one of the things that really helped me get over that was my companions. Like, I had one companion in specific where... I remember there was this one night where I was just like so discouraged and um, I, I was just like, I didn't even know what to do. And we were, we, there wasn't a lot to do. And it was, this was during winter. It was probably like January. So it was getting dark at like 5 PM. Right. And so when it gets to that point and like you have appointments falling through or you don't even have appointments, sometimes at like eight o'clock, it was so hard to find stuff to do when you're in a rural town. Like it's not like you can just go walk around. Like there weren't even sidewalks. Um, and so some, so like sometimes we'd end up just like, well, let's just like come up with plans for the people that we have. Like, let's try and do something worthwhile. But I remember this one day I was like, look, we're just going to do, we're like, even if we just walk around until nine o'clock, we're going to stay out. Cause I was like, cause I don't know what else to do. And I remember like just talking to him and I was just like, dude, I feel like I'm a worthless missionary. And I was like, I'm supposed to be, I was like, I think I was district leader. And I was like, I'm supposed to be like in charge of these other people. And I was like, we've had zeros for like three weeks. And I was just like, like, I feel like I'm a bad missionary. And I was like, people, I, people 
expect me to like be able to be an example. And I was like, I'm not an example. I was like, nothing works. And like, we've had no work. And he, he was just like, dude, like, I don't care about you. Like, I don't care about the key indicators. And he, he talked to me about how like, look like our companionship has blessed my life so much. And he talked about how it looked like getting to know you and like the, the friendship that we've developed means so much to me means more than any number that you're going to report to anybody. And he's like, the relationship that we've developed and the time that we've spent together is something that's changed me for the rest of my life. And he pointed out that like, look, like you've had, you know, you've been able to do things for me and probably other people that aren't going to show up on a list somewhere, but that doesn't mean that they weren't there. And I think when I think about my, my mission, that was one of my big struggles is that like, look, I have no success. But I think one of the things that I really felt good about myself as a missionary was like, look, I got along with pretty much all of my companions and like, I was friends with them and I felt like I was strengthened by all of them and strengthened them. And it was crazy because at the end of my mission, I ended up being with a companion who had been pretty successful. And as a companionship, we were really successful, but we hated each other. (laughs) And we, like, we didn't even talk. Like, if we weren't in a lesson talking, like, I remember we would, like, go whole days without even speaking to each other. Like, we'd wake up. That is rough. Like, we would wake up and I don't even know if he would wake up before me or I'd wake up before him. And, like, one of us just would just leave the room. And, like, one person would be in the kitchen and one person would be in, like, the study room. And, like, we wouldn't even be in the same room in our apartment because, like... Which is a big deal for missionaries. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, which you're not even supposed to do with missionaries. But, like, we literally could not have a conversation. And it was so hard for me because I was like, wow, here we are at Zone Conference telling the whole Zone to do missionary work. And we have these key indicators. But I literally hate my companion's guts. <laughs> and it was weird for me because I was like, well, here I am being successful in the eyes of everybody else and like reporting these successful numbers, but I feel like garbage. Yeah. Um, and I had to like learn how to come to terms with the fact that like somehow for some reason, like I'm not going to be friends with this kid, like whether it's my fault or his fault or nobody's fault, I'm not going to have the success that even at this point, here's what I've come to expect in terms of like what I can do. And I can't even do that. But like, I think you definitely have to learn for me. Part of it was like part of what you said, going back to your question, the people around me, like the people who I know and who trust, those are the people who I know are going to value me whether I'm successful or whether I'm not successful. Right. And so those times when I face failure and it's difficult, those are the people that I know I can turn to to lift me up or to help me get through that or, you know, to give me that the reason to keep going when I don't want to. For sure. Appreciate that. Levi. In terms that was of a long... Whew. That was good. No, you're good. That was a good story. Um, in terms of that question, I think something that experience I had that I did not understand or value up until recently was when I think when I won when I won state in speech and debate and extemporaneous speaking it was like my junior year let me just I don't know if we've said this before but Levi was a boss at speech and debate in his high school yeah, years sure. Ethan am I am I right no it's yeah it's true he no, was like please he was the dude he was the dude he was not the dude um but I had one state and I felt fantastic about myself. Like I'd always wanted to win state in something. Um, and must be nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I want state and being a nerd, but I don't know. I just think I was super, super hyped about it. And one day my dad pulled me aside and he was like, Levi, I want to let you know that, uh, your mother and I are proud of you for winning state, but that's not one. That's not is that's not what is important to us. Like, we're, we're proud of you, but, like, we're not, that's not why we're excited. Like, we don't actually care that you won state. Which, he said it in a way that was, uh, he probably could have worded it differently, but, like, who, 
who parents perfectly? Right. You know? Yeah. And 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 in the time I was like, you don't care that I dad? want to stay dad? Like, <laughs> thanks, bro. Like, and I was kind of. I think I went and told you. I told somebody, and I was like, Did you kidding me? You just doesn't care that I want to stay. Like, oh, back Who cares that I tried? Like, what the heck is this? You know. And I was like really upset about it at first, and later on in life, when I was thinking about this this question, just barely, the thing that popped into my head was. My dad was trying to teach me that him and his mom didn't care if, if I did <laughs> Your mom, him sorry. Mom, him and my mom didn't care like if I failed or succeeded. What was important to them was that I was trying hard at something and they could see there was growth in my life. And in terms of changing the world, I think that's a vital thing that we can do when and if we become parents is don't ignore successes or failures, right? right. Like don't don't tell your kids that they're a winner. Well, you can. I don't plan on telling my kids that they're a winner if they try. Mm-hmm. But I do plan on communicating to my kids the value of trying and the value of growth. And not placing my pride or like my happiness for them based solely on whether or not they succeed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a parent, so I can't really speak to that a ton, but... All I, I can't remember that experience, and at first it didn't make any sense to me, and now I'm like, oh, my dad was trying to do just that for me. Yeah. No, you know, and I appreciate that story because, uh, you know, I think it, it does address kind of a way we can go about that. But also speaking about failures in general, one thing that made me, um, that that experience made me think of is just that, you know, again, sometimes we, we just need time and a little more maturity to to really learn from these failures, right? Like, it's yeah. not always, you know, it's it's great to say, okay, we need to try and recover immediately, like, try, like, look, take something from it, grow with you, use it as a tool in your lifelong journey of self-discovery and <laughs> accomplishment. But, you it's know... It's easier said than done. It, it's easier said than done, and just because we don't learn or take something from it or feel like the worth, the work was worth something in that moment, like... Give it time, and it still may not mean something five, ten years down the road, but with maybe a, a higher level of maturity with, with some more experiences and some a, a better perspective on things, like these failures can you know prove to be teaching experiences and stuff, right? So, so I do appreciate that. You know, with, with a lot of things we've talked about, I, I feel like with, the, with our last question to wrap things up, I feel like we've started to touch on it and discuss it pretty well, but any further thoughts with how you both have recovered from failures and maybe how that's evolved as you've lived your lives. Again, I feel like we've touched on this, but anything else? I think we've, personally, I think that we've touched on this question just kind of throughout the process. I guess I can give like my, my final thoughts on this and just like in general, but, um, I think what I have realized this whole process and through this discussion is that I have trained myself vigorously to only define myself off of my successes. Um, and I have trained myself to only aspire for achievements. Like I haven't, I haven't taught myself to value growth or value learning or, you know, like, everything seems to be goal and accomplishment oriented in my life. And that's the change that I want to make. Like, I want to take a step back and, and try and find other things that are important to me uh, so that not only do I change the way that I view my successes, 
but also in the end I'm able to reco recover from failures quicker and maybe not have such of a negative reaction when they do happen in my life. Yeah. So any invitation to the listeners? I think that would be my invitation. Yeah. Just evaluate, like, how do you define your value? Is your value based off of your successes? Um, that's not to say, like, you shouldn't gain any value off successes. That's, like, that's a little excessive. But if that's the only thing that matters to you, uh, then you need to take a step back and do some introspection and understand, like, what else is important to you. Awesome. Ethan, final thoughts and invitation for the listeners. Oh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there's like some, there's like a few things that are like going through my head. One thing that has been on my mind this whole time that I've always thought is kind of funny, but I just love in like, there's always like rap songs where people, the rapper will <laughs> talk about how he's like, he like will give like a shout out to somebody that doubted him in the past and be like, I made it now or like, look at me now, like I'm successful. You're about to shout somebody out and right to me, now? No, no, no. Oh, but sure. to me it's just funny because it's always like, okay, like you're, like you put out a rap song, like here you are putting an album out in 2016, like, where are we going to be in 2026? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> where are you going to be in five years from now? Like, how do you know you're still going to be at this, like, high level right. later on? Yeah. And, like, people people are so quick to, like, blow our successes out of proportion, and I think we're also so quick to blow our failures out of proportion as well. And I think, for me, part of this conversation has just been, like, realizing how easy it is to do both of those and how both of them are wrong. Or both of them are unhelpful. Like, they're both not optimal for us you know as we consider moving forward like you don't want to go either of those routes but final thoughts this is also very you guys are going to roll your eyes but um i think if you want to if you want to watch a movie they will teach you a lot about failure Gosh. or success here we go rocky dude how many times i bring up the movie no well rocky or in the post me too movement era creed is maybe a Bit of a more comfortable watch than Rocky at this point. I'll be honest. <laughs> that is, I think that's accurate. <laughs> but, but to me, those are both interesting movies because they're like boxing movies, which, like boxing, is like a very much you know individuals. It's like one on one, you know, vict like wins wins and losses. Right. But to me, the interesting thing about both those movies, Rocky's probably more beloved just because it's been around longer. But like everybody loves Rocky, but Rocky loses in that movie. Like, yeah. in the in the fight that Rocky's like gets so hyped up about, he loses the fight. But, like, nobody looks at that movie and, and looks at Rocky as a, as a failure. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, look how much money they made off that movie for one. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if we can broaden our our, our perspective on what a, a win or a loss is, then even our losses, I think, have so much to teach us. And, like I said, like, it's so much easier said than done. It's easier for me to, to say these things than it was for me to, to have a good attitude, you know, a few days ago when I didn't get this internship. But... It was something that I just had to tell myself. I was like, you know what? Like, this sucks. And maybe I'm going to need a few days to get over it. But, like, I have to be, be able to move forward from this. And I have to look at this as a learning experience. Because otherwise, I will get nothing out of it. And, like, I think that's... Here's, here's, maybe here's my final thought. When you succeed, you get something out of that every time, right? Like, that's not a choice. But when you lose, mm -hmm. the only time you're ever going to get anything out of, a, out of a loss or a failure is up to you. Like, that's up to you. If I choose not to take anything from failure, that's on me. That doesn't mean there's nothing there for me to take or not a lesson there to be learned. Yeah. It's easy to learn the lessons when you win, but when you lose, you have to do more work to learn that lesson, and it's uncomfortable. Um, but don't be afraid to, to, to do that work, and don't be afraid to push yourself to say, you know what, I did fail, but here's why I failed. Like, here's something I can change. 
like here's here's my weakness or here's what I'm bad at. Um, you know, don't be afraid to try and learn those lessons because if we can't take something out of our failures, then how are we ever going to succeed? I don't know. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, listeners, we, you know, we've discussed a lot. Again, as always, we appreciate your feedback, your insights, questions that you have uh, relating to topics we discuss or experiences we've shared. So please share those. Um, and we hope you enjoy this episode.